welcome to the Life Church podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message from our lead pastor, Zion Douglas, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. Awesome. Well, last week we began our All Things New series. We we, we, uh, we, we just wanted to declare amongst everything that is happening and all that is happening, you know, all that's happening at the moment, all that has happened over the last few months, that we serve a God that takes the old and replaces it with the new. That's the sort of God that we serve. He, he, he's, he's, not just, he's not just a good idea. He, he, he's not just a, an, old, an old fella up in heaven. He's a God that cares and wants to be part of your life. And this might be all stuff that you know, but really, I really believe that this morning there are people that need to hear what I'm going to share with you today. And 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that we are new creations in Christ. Who knows that this morning? We are new creations in Christ. When we accept Jesus into our lives, the old is gone and the new is here, but the past is gone. And it doesn't have to have a stranglehold on your future. Your identity is made new. And who you were before you knew Jesus isn't what labels you today. The helplessness that you found your life, that, you, that really you, you found yourself in, isn't yours to carry anymore with Jesus. The burden, what the future holds, is now defined by hope instead. And that's what happens when you receive Jesus. The old is gone, the new has come. We are a new creation in Him. If you weren't with us last Sunday, I want you to know that we need to take our God dreams back. Like Sophie said before, we spoke about dreams last Sunday. And there are some dreams that are our ideas, but there are the dreams that are God's idea. And we don't just need good thoughts. We don't just need good opinions. We don't just need kind of things that we make up on our own or conjure up ourselves. We need God dreams. And I believe that God has placed a dream, planted a seed of a dream in every person's life. He has planted it in your life. And I believe over the last, uh, just over the last few, few weeks and months, those dreams have been lost with everything else that has come in and really convoluted what once was incredibly clear. We need our God dream back. Turn with me this morning into Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 as we dive into part 2 of all things new. And this is what it says, Romans 12, 2 in the NIV. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. This is what it says in the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of, the, customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I'll say that again. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let me tell you, Jesus didn't come just to make you better. Jesus came to make you brand new. Brand new. How about I pray? Jesus, we thank you for, for all that you've done in our lives. We give this moment all to you. We focus all that we are towards you today. Shape us and guide us and help us. Anoint my words in Jesus' name. And we all said, we all said, Amen. 
This morning, I want to move on to part two, and the title of the message this morning is, My Thoughts Belong to Jesus. My thoughts belong to Jesus. They don't belong to anybody else. Your thoughts don't belong to your spouse. Your, your thoughts don't belong to your kids. Your, your, your thoughts don't belong to your boss. Your thoughts don't belong to me or anybody else in this room or anybody else that you might be with at home. Your thoughts belong to Jesus. We've got to know that the scripture that I read out before in Romans 12 wasn't just written randomly. It didn't just appear in the Bible out of nowhere. The book of Romans is a letter that was written by the, by the uh, written to the Christians of Rome. It was a letter written specifically to them. And in this book, Paul, the author of this book, he addresses a lot of things that we would assume to be a good thing for, for a church to know. This was a letter written to a church in Rome. And it, it starts in, 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 in Romans, and they start talk about a, a lot of good things. They talk about doctrine issues, which is a good thing to talk about in, in a church, you know, what we actually believe. They talked about leadership issues. They talked about false teachers. They talked about people who would come into the church and just be an incredible nuisance. All these things that Paul talked about in the book of Romans. But from chapter 12, it switches and Paul starts to exhort the Christians in Rome about how it practically look, looks to live for Jesus. So before that, he's talking about all this, all this stuff about uh, the church and everything like that. But then from verse 12, he's exhorting them, encouraging them of what it really looks like on a practical level to live for Jesus. And right at the beginning of chapter 12, Paul talks to them about the significance of the mind. That's the first thing he goes to, is talking about the significance of our thoughts and our mind. And it seems like we, with, with what the world has gone through and what the world is going through right now, the spotlight has shone even brighter on the dreams that we're meant to carry and also the thoughts that plague our mind. And some of us are probably at this time and through the week and at work and at home, some of us are probably overthinking. Right? Anybody about overthinker here? Any, any, amen, a few honest people. Some of us can't stop thinking. I mean, it just, it just goes and goes and goes. Even when we try to go to sleep, we're, you know, we're dreaming about all the thoughts that we're carrying through our week. And some of us just aren't thinking at all. Any spouse want to know? And that's, that's, that's some, some, uh, a few others. It's like when I was in high school and uh, I, I really loved my teachers and I really enjoyed uh, kind of forming a good relationship with a lot of them and it was really awesome. And one of my teachers that I had when I was about year, year 12 or year 13, I can't re really remember, uh, I, I had this older lady as a teacher and she was an amazing, amazing woman. She was awesome. She was really kind and lovely. And uh, I remember when I was walking out of the class, I, was, I had to leave the classroom to go somewhere else before everybody else. And as I was leading the classroom, she said, oh, we'll see you later. See you later. And, and I instinctly said, love you too, as I, as I left the classroom. Every time I left home, I mean, obviously, mum would say, see you, Zion, have a great day, love you, and I'd say, love you too, and out of kind of just nowhere, I said, love you too, to my teacher, and not only was that the bad thing, the really the bad thing was that there were 30 other <laughs> testosterone-filled, just like quippy teenagers around my age sitting in the classroom too, and as soon as I said that, everybody absolutely burst out laughing. 
And the worst thing wasn't actually what happened in that day, what well, that day right there. The worst thing that happened is that they reminded me of that thing, of that incident, day after day, week after week, month after month. And it seemed like for so long, I couldn't get what happened out of my thought life because of how everybody kept on reminding me. Even after 10 years, or a little while ago, somebody actually brought that up, one of my old school friends, and I couldn't believe that he was still talking about something that happened so long ago. <laughs> Thoughts that get into our brain, our mind, and plague us, and, carry, and we just carry through are something that we really need to address as believers in Christ. The hope that we have in every moment and every season of life is that Jesus makes all things new. That's a promise that we have, that when we receive Jesus into our life, he makes all things new. Let me tell you also that feelings are not a bad thing. Emotions are healthy. Turn to the person next to you and say, emotions are healthy. And then feel free to have a little cry. That's, that's all right. Everyone experiences negative thoughts at some point or another. If you haven't experienced a negative thought, then you're probably not human, and I'd love to meet you uh, to figure out how you do what you do. For some of you this morning, though, it may be that the problem, though, has passed, but it's the thoughts that still linger. And that's where the danger can come when things pass by, problems move on, difficulties go, a season changes, we move on on a practical level, but our thoughts still remain tied down by the thoughts that plague us. Let's read in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. These are the words of the Apostle Paul, and it says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. And not just any power, but the Greek word for power in this context, and the Greek is dunamis, which means explosive power. It's the miraculous explosive power of God. So the weapons that we fight with have heavenly divine power to do what? To demolish strongholds. To demolish strongholds. And what is, what is a stronghold? Good question. Stronghold isn't really a thing that we talk about a lot or isn't something that we bring up in you know, normal conversation. I don't think you've had a conversation about a stronghold in your year so far. But in the, in, in the text, Paul uses the Greek word okuruma, which means a prison of deception. And the stronghold that many of us are facing isn't just a stronghold that is defined as walls up that we can see, that we can, that we can touch, that we can, that we can sense. It's a prison. It's a stronghold that is actually just a, a stronghold that deceives us for what is not actually there. And so what does our enemy do? What does the devil do? The enemy tries to shape our thinking one lie at a time. So that we're in this prison believing something that is not true. We believe it, we think it's there, but this, this stronghold, this prison, this lie isn't actually real and we allow it to hold us where we're not meant to be. What is your, if, uh, what is your enemy? What does the enemy tell you? What is the lie that the enemy is telling you? It could be you can't trust people. It could be you can't let them know the real you. It could be God doesn't really love you. It could be God doesn't care about you. It could be that God doesn't hear your prayers. 
It could be you're never going to get over it. Your life is always going to be bad. You're always going going to be hurting from that pain. You can't have real friends. That's a, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. This situation is never going to get better. Lie after lie after lie that the enemy plants in our minds and we allow it to grow. And whatever it is, the enemy lies to you and lies to you and lies to you. But this is what it says in verse 5. We demolish We crush, we destroy arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That is who we are and what we're called to do as believers. If anything comes against what God says, it is not meant to be in our lives. We crush it, we vanquish it, we just demolish it, we obliterate it. We crush everything that is not in line with God's truth. Can I get an amen? We take captive, it goes on, we take captive. We take captive every thought, every single thought, and we make it obedient to Christ. We take the thoughts that aren't from God. We take the thoughts that are from our own mind or maybe from the things that are happening around us or straight from the pit of hell, and we make it obedient to Christ. And let me tell you, your thoughts are either obedient to Christ or they are obedient to your feelings. But it is is very rare that they are obedient to both at the same time. A few years ago, as many of you would know, my, my, my dad passed away and it was a terrible time, but a little while after that, uh, nearly a year had gone by and Father's Day was coming up. And really I'd been dreading this moment, Father's Day, my first Father's Day without my, without my, without my earthly father. And uh, I remember this day coming up and my family had to go away, from what I recall, can recall, my family had to go away because I spent time with, the, with the, fam, the rest of the family, but I had to stay because of work. Retail, let's go. Amen. God bless you if you work in retail. It, it, I feel that. And uh, so I was working, and, uh, and, and I had to stay here, and because of that, I, kind of, I got rostered onto the team, and I was on the team playing guitar, but then I got rostered to lead a song in our Sunday service. And I remember walking to church on that Sunday morning and it kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks about what I was about to do. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because really I, I, deep down inside of me I believed these words but I just couldn't bring myself to sing these words. These words about God, these, these, these words were true, these words were great and wonderfully put together, these songs that I loved. But because of the hurt that I was facing, it was like I just couldn't bring myself to do that. And so on the way to church, I was, I was, in, I was in tears and I was just walking here. And, and really in that moment, as I was walking to church, it opened a doorway as I was kind of succumbing to all that was happening and, 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 and just feeling all these thoughts about pain and, 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 you know, and everything like that. And I opened the door and I could just feel this other voice come, in, come into, my, into my mind. And this other voice was, was saying things like, you're never going to be loved. No one's ever going to be able to understand you. You're always going to feel this way. You're always going to have loneliness in your life. And I remember these words coming in, and it's the weird thing about it is that it was actually a little bit comforting, kind of, kind of comforting to be able to walk to church and kind of feel sorry for myself. But I knew that these weren't words from myself, and I knew these words were straight from the enemy. 
And I remember walking to church and the team was getting ready and Shirley was up there too and, and uh, the team was singing these songs and as I was really preparing with the team and the team was singing and all this sort of stuff and preparing and there was so much vibrancy and life and goodness and people were excited and expectant for the service, I had a decision to make. And I remember just making a decision as we're about to go up on the stage, I'm going to sing these songs. I'm going to declare these songs and I'm going to be obedient to what Jesus says about me. We've got to know that our thoughts belong to Jesus. They don't belong to the enemy. Our thoughts don't belong to what's happened in your past. Our thoughts don't belong to what's happening in your marriage or in your family or at work or at school or at university, what grades you get or the doctor's report or maybe even what your boss has said about your work. Whatever is going on, your thoughts don't belong to that. Your thoughts belong to Jesus. And the enemy thinks that through his lies and deception, he can take a hold over you. John 8.44 tells us that when he, which is the devil, lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. He can't help himself but lie to you. So don't be, don't be surprised when the enemy just comes after you again and again and again. Because that's all he can do because that's all he is. He is a liar. The devil is an expert in planting seeds of doubt into our minds. Just like in Genesis 3, what did, what did, what did, the, what did the devil say to Eve? Did God really say that? Did God really say that? Did God really move in your life that time? Is God really faithful to you? Does God really understand you? Is God really looking out for you? Is God really caring for you? And that's what the enemy does. But again, the truth is that our thoughts belong to Jesus. We become anew through our thinking when we align our minds with Christ. And sometimes, though, we think of our strongholds and we, we can spiritualize them to make them the only problems that we'll ever face. The only problem that we'll ever face is when we're under some massive, heavy attack from the devil. But the truth is, Holy Spirit wants to be able to help us with our minds in the big things and in the small. Nothing's too big that God can't help you and nothing's too small that he doesn't care about it. One of the great psychological discoveries of the, of the century is that your thoughts control your actions. It's amazing what they've been able to discover in our mind, through our minds. What they say is that if you want to change your behavior or the way that you act, you must first change how you think. Behavioral change comes from a change of what is inside a person. And I could talk about a lot of things, but I'll just move past a couple of things I've got written down here. Neurogenesis, though, means, that, means the creation of new brain cells. Each morning we have new cells that are waiting to be programmed to do whatever we are thinking about. Isn't that amazing? Every day, every day, our mind is renewed with new cells to think. And that is why it's so important for all of us not to just start our day, begin our day, focus on anything and everything, go straight to the news and go straight to the worst thing that's happened in the world, but that's why it's so important for us to be able to spend our time in the morning, first and foremost, focus on His Word and what He is saying to us. And that changes everything. Even though we think there's a physical structure in our brain, the more you think about it, the more the structure 
grows, the more, the, the, more the, the structure of the brain changes. And we have the power to, to choose what we think about and therefore what neural pathways, you can go all into this, and it's an incredible thing, what the brain does and, and what, 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 which shape that we will see, what, what, what reality we will see through our mind. And if the funny thing is that 100 years ago, hundreds of years ago, not 100 years ago, that's ridiculous, hundreds of years ago, Solomon, King Solomon, pointed out exactly the same thing. Proverbs 4.23 in the Good News Translation says this, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Isn't that amazing? And Proverbs 4.23 in another version says, Watch your over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. A cognitive neuroscientist, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she looks at how the brain works, and this is what she says. Yes, life can, be certainly be, can certainly be challenging, but our minds are actually more than prepared to stand up to these challenges and overcome them. All we have to do is think. Our ability to think is truly phenomenal. Our brains can change as we think. Neuroplasticity. And grow new brain cells. Neurogenesis. Using the incredible power in our minds, we can persist and grow in response to life's challenges. We can take our thoughts captive and change the way we think, speak, and act. Science is backing up what the Bible has said for years, that we can be made new by our thinking. And we are made new when we align our thoughts with Christ. Romans 12, 2 again says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your Mind, the renewal of your mind. Give the team up, that'd be awesome. When was the last time you allowed your mind to be made new? When was the last time you intentionally realigned what you think about with Jesus? Let me say this verse in another translation of the message. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. There's a couple of things I'd love us all to, to do this morning. Come on up, team. Don't wait around. There's a couple of things I'd love us all to do. The first thing I'd love us to do is to identify the lie. Whatever comes into your mind will come out in your life. And what is the lie that you've allowed into your life? What is the thing Maybe it's a small word. Maybe it's a big thing. What is the enemy allowed to come into and take residence in your mind with? We need to tear down some old ways of thinking. We need to tear down some old things to be able to replace it with the new. Because generally our minds drift towards lies. It's just, a, it's just, it's just what we do as humans. We love to genuinely drift towards lies. Why? Because it's so simple. It's easy. It's, it, makes, it almost makes us feel better about ourselves when we can kind of cuddle up and, 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 and it's safe to be able to hold back, to be comfortable because you believe the lies that are said about you. So first we need to take captive every thought. Take captive every thought that is contrary to the Word of God. You can say this, if it doesn't agree, then it has no place in me. Corny, but it's true. If it doesn't agree, it has no place in me. What doesn't agree with God? What doesn't agree with His Word? What doesn't agree 
with what the truth that has been spoken over your life? What doesn't agree with what the Holy Spirit is saying to you day by day? If it doesn't agree, then it has no place in me. As you say, never, you'll never get out of debt. Can't trust anyone. Life is always bad for me. It's never gonna get better. I'll always struggle with my image. I'm, gonna, I'm never gonna get a break. This is all that life has to offer. I can't get close relationships. What is the lie that you've allowed into your life? We need to identify the lie and to focus on it, to, to, to identify, to give it no room to move. Like a rat in a room, like a rat in a cupboard. It's got no place to go, you've cornered it. It's there, it's exposed for you to take out and replace with the truth of God's Word. And the second thing I love us all to do this week is we allow Jesus to make all things new in our lives, in particular with our mind, is to focus your thoughts. Focus your thoughts. Philippians 4, 8 says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The Bible says it. I don't need to. The Bible is preaching to all of us this morning. If anything is good, if anything is true, if anything is lovely, if, if, if anything is pure, excellent, praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about what you're thinking about this week. Ask yourself, am I really thinking about all that God has for me? Am I thinking about the things that He wants to do through me? Am I thinking about the good things He has for my family? If it is about God and if it's what God is up to, think about such things. We need to declare over our lives. I know we talk about this a lot, but we really do need to. As we go into the next few months, as we come out of this coronavirus, with everything that's going on, as people are getting sick and passing away tragically, as things are happening overseas, as you know, all this stuff is happening over in America, as we go into our elections this year, this year, and by the way, if you, if you haven't enrolled to vote, you need to vote. It's the duty of every Christian to vote, to stand up and to make your voice count. You can't complain of what you got if you can't play your part. We need to vote. 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 Vote with your feet. Vote with your voice. Get, get that pen and take what you need to. Read the Word. Discover what He says about truth. What, let's not get into that. Amen. Amen. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a deep, dark hole that we could all go through. Can I talk politics? Take me out for a coffee. Amen. Amen. I like a flat wire. Let's go. But we need to declare the truth over our lives. Declare it. Believe it. Declare it. Write it down. If you don't believe something, write it down. Put it on your window. Put it, put it on your mirror. I don't know if you, if, you, if you watch too much TV. Put it all over your TV. Write it down. Declare it until you believe it. Because there is no way that the enemy can have any place in our lives. Our thought life does not belong to the enemy. Our, our, our thought life does, has no part to play in my future. Even when I was walking down that road, I knew what the truth was, but I allowed myself to be open to what the enemy had to say because it made me feel good. It, it feels good to, to, to feel you know, to kind of cuddle up and be mixing all your emotions, but we need to be bold, stand strong, stand tall, be somebody that carries something different. I mean, even if somebody says something about themselves, I mean, be so confident of your own character, of, of, of your own identity that you can call out lies in other people. I'd love this to be a place where nobody can say, oh, I'm useless, I'm a failure, because other people come around them and say, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No way. Don't agree with that. 
Wouldn't it be amazing if you were so convicted about who you were, that even if your boss was to tear himself down, oh, I did a bad job. No, you didn't, it was great. Good job. Wouldn't it be amazing if we were to be people that brought the light of Jesus into our world, not because we're bashing people just with the, with the Bible, I mean, preach the, preach the gospel, amen. Where we bring the light into our world just through who we are in Christ. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe, or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.